All right, welcome to the Andrew Collin Show. I'm your host, Andrew Collin. I'm joined by my girlfriend and recurring guest, Brenna LaRock. Hello. Thanks for joining. Um, yeah. Uh, real quick, I will be having shows at in Chicago at the IO Theater on April 28th. And then in Florida, May 10th at the Orlando Improv and May 11th at the Tampa Improv. Exciting. Florida. I've never headlined in Florida. <clears throat> it's a lot. It's a lot. Florida? It's all friends that will go, like old friends who then text you like, yo, bro, can I get like seats in the front, like the third row, uh, second aisle? Because like, I just want to be in the middle and like make it all about me. And then can you talk about that one story from uh, third grade? Because uh, it's really funny. And I say something funny about it. And my friends are fine, but it's just like, they just don't get it. They don't understand like how much of a fucking mind fuck it is to perform in front of friends and family, especially when you're making fun of family or you're like, you're just trying to find a flow state where you're not overly anxious. And that's all that brings you is anxiousness, even though they got your back. And it usually, and I've, I've been proven wrong many times that like, Oh, they're going to be tougher, but they just want you to succeed. But every time it's that same, you know. Yeah, the whole ticket thing is like it's it's my show. Like you're not the bouncer. Like you just pay for. My, that's how you support a friend is you pay for a <laughs> ticket. Yeah, and you go and you sit down quietly like everyone else, and you're not a distraction. That's you're, a good friend right there. Yeah, no, they they are all paying. I'm making sure of that. <laughs> is Be- there is there anybody like I don't know? Like, do you feel that way whenever you know any? anyone in the crowd that you're anxious or is there are is it more like your close family and friends that you're are in your stories what what is it i think it's just like like the whole thing is like you want to connect with the audience but it usually when it starts from zero where you're both on an equal playing field it sucks if someone that you know is sitting in the front and then they want to be spoken to or they're looking at you like talk to me but if we have a conversation it's not going to relate to anyone else in the room because it's going to be like oh dude you're queer you know like i don't know i had fun with it when my friend's dad showed up yeah i was it's so funny you brought that up because i was just going to ask you to tell me that story cuz I, I i forget how it went well my friend from college this guy Johnny Kaplan who played baseball at Tulane who said he's the tallest, he's, he's like 5'6", and he said he's the tallest guy on the team laying on his back. <laughs> How did... Meaning his penis is oh. <laughs> the, so long. <laughs> hey, sometimes short guys pack a good punch. I know, I'm still waiting. Uh, so, and then his dad showed up at the show in St. Louis, randomly, didn't write me, and sat front row. So sweet. Yeah. Wasn't but, he in... Like the story, though, right? Or I just you, made him part of the story. I you, just. But did you recognize him as it was a coincidence that you brought up the story and then you were like, wait, aren't you the dad? Or? No, I brought up the story Too after I saw show. the dad. Got it. Got it. I, I don't know. It was one of those ones where I didn't know he was coming. I never thought he'd come. I never thought I'd see this guy again. I don't know him as well as I know my other friends, so it didn't really fuck with me. I just was like. Oh, they are here. It yeah. almost felt like crowd work because I've only probably hung out with the guy like 10 times in my whole life. So anyhow, but yeah, so that, it will be fun. 
Um, I'm more excited for golf afterwards. Me and my dad and my brothers are going to play. And uh, we don't get together often at all. Especially I live in L.A. My little brother lives in Raleigh. My older brother lives in Connecticut. And my dad lives in Florida. And my dad's getting older. And um, last time we played golf, you know, he had trouble playing even 18. He had uh, breast cancer himself and he had some heart issues and he's recovered. Um, But yeah, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, getting older and you're starting to see it. And now I can finally beat him in golf. And I'm sorry you're dying, but (laughs) this feels good for me. I mean, we're all dying. He's just closer to death. So empathetic. <laughs> no, uh, it's going to so, be fun. I, I'm really excited to play with them. We Last time we played, I I forget where we played, but we did do a boys trip. Yeah, you stayed at like a golf resort, right? Oh, yeah, in South Carolina. Yeah. So uh, what is the golf weekend? Like you get there on a Friday and then you golf sa- just Saturday and then you leave Sunday? Or is it like back-to-back golfing, nine holes? How does it work? Well, because he's older. Yeah. Um, we'll just play mini golf and <laughs> a putt putt and go to bed You'll at pull seven. Up the flag for him. Yeah. He, um, no. So the plan is the show's Thursday night to play Friday and Saturday, play two nights in a row. Then Sunday's mother's day. And I need to get back here for mango and you <laughs> No, they all have to get back for their wives. And I was like, yeah, I get oh, it. I was thinking you were going to go see your mom since you were in Florida. You would think, but that's like four hours away from there. Yeah. I should, but I, maybe I will. It's funny when you you don't live in a place and you're just like, why don't you just hop on over to there? You'll you'll already be in Florida, and it's like, no, it's an eight hour drive. Yeah, that's how <laughs> parents think. They're like, oh, you're in Jacksonville, just come on down to Miami. Yeah, it always happens like that. Oh, yeah. you're in Detroit, come on to our house, and you know you got three hours. Yeah, no, and it's like, oh god, yeah, Michigan but, in particular. Yeah, the parents like they always wonder why I didn't see them. You know, and it's like, well, maybe I just wanted to go to Florida, go to a hotel, have sex with my girlfriend and have no drama. I don't feel rested after seeing my family. No, there's no. I'm always so exhausted. And I'm like, I feel like I need a vacation from the from the getaway. Yeah, I always feel like when I see my family, I I never am like fully relaxed. I'm always like a little bit on edge. Um, who's mad at who? Am I spending enough time with, because you're from a, I'm from a divorced family and it was a lot. It was a lot when it was like, oh, you're with your mother for two days. You're with, you didn't come down here. There was all, and it was always mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, it was always talked about. So I always had this feeling like I was disappointing one or yeah. the other. And that carries into, do you feel like it's carried into adulthood? Yeah, of yeah. course. That that was the last trip. <laughs> Yeah. Last trip had a, like a lot of pressure on it too. Like your mom wasn't feeling well. It was the first time I was kind of meeting your family and COVID was like still yeah. kind of a so, somebody I think on the trip got COVID and like it just <clears throat> it had a lot of extra pressure on it. Yeah, because New Year's Eve because the trip's never long enough either. No, like you can't take like two weeks off work. So you could do one week one place, one week the other. It's always like the perfect number of days when your family's divorced where you can't get the. <laughs> And they don't live by each other, you know? Yeah. They never lived by each other. Like, once my dad got divorced, they, you know, he moved, like, 40 minutes away. So it wasn't like, oh, I could just stop over there. You know, my dad had us Wednesdays every other weekend. And, oh, 
it never it, it never it just that childhood of like the pressure of of uh you got to be at this house just kept going and then you feel it on so you're like on vacation in florida on the beach and all you're thinking about is like oh, i gotta get down right. to mom's or yeah or she's gonna be pissed you know yeah that's too bad that's unfortunate and then you bring it up to him like why would you think like that it's like i don't know my whole am i yeah. am i crazy no, you're not. It's hard enough for me to go see my parents and they're still together and live <laughs> together. Like, I can't imagine having to, like, go to navigate two different where they're close enough that you're like, oh, they think that you could make it work. And they're not, you know, in different states or anything. But I mean, I have grown up where, like, I feel like I would choose my friends. Like, because mm -hmm. I, I would go stay with my friend. I would be like, I got to see my friends for two or three days. And now... I'm at the age where it's like, okay, I won't see my friend. I think I should see my dad or mom. But back then, you had to squeeze in the friends in the five days, too. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I went back to your house. Have we talked about that on the pod? A little bit. What? How we got, like, stuck. God. No. Going home for Christmas. I think I'm, yeah. Well, Missouri was like, when we when I lived in Missouri, my, my family lived in northern Michigan, and it took the same amount of time but cost more to fly because they didn't live close to any airports. So I had to, you know, get on the plane, rent, rent a car, fly up or drive up. Yeah. Just it's so let's just drive. Right. Like. So we drove with Mango this last year eight with hours. our cat and eight hours. And um, we ended up leaving like two two days three maybe three days earlier be because you know there was a giant snowstorm coming and we wanted to get there before the snowstorm versus having to decide where well, will we or won't we go if we get caught or if there's too much snow and we can't make it up there because we were about to move a week later and i said it's kind of now or never let's go see my family before you know before i won't see them for a while so we drive up earlier, we get snowed in, we stay an extra day as well, I, I believe. I, I could be wrong, I don't know. No, we did. And, <laughs> that was the word. Andrew remembers. I remember, yeah. And we were literally, I think we left the house maybe twice that for, let's say we were there for five days and we were just stuck in this house with my parents and my family and there was snow <laughs> and it was... Sometimes can't go I'm outside, like, and then Mango was in the basement locked away because he didn't get along with the other cats upstairs. And the other and cat had AIDS, and I was worried that Mango <laughs> was going to get AIDS from the cat. Feline HIV, yeah. which is not transferable unless they, which they were fighting. Unless they fight, yeah. Unless they fight, and, and the whole swap, time like they're basically fight. swap blood, which yeah. they were fighting. So it was like my parents were like, "It's no big deal. Let them get used to each other." And Andrew's let like, them just have sex <laughs> unprotected. Andrew's I put like, a condom over Mango. <laughs> put a magnum on him so it was just an accumulation of things and then andrew ended up leaving his car car key fob he lost it underneath the mattress and yeah i guess you can uh at that point you kind of wish your parents were divorced so you could go to the other house <laughs> i think we just kind of decided that it's not it doesn't make sense for us to go back to michigan during christmas anymore <laughs> like every year maybe in the summertime it does you know fourth of july northern michigan that's a blast but to go through all that trouble just to go where it's cold and you might get stuck and that you know also not to mention the dangers of literally driving in the snow it's so scary yeah. if you're not used to it and i i don't feel like i'm used to it anymore you're definitely not your florida boy so <laughs> it's just not worth it 
Yeah, get made fun of for and now we're calling so it a blizzard. Away. We're so far away. Yeah, now we're so far away. But it's, uh, I don't know, you want somewhere in probably in the middle of that where you get to see them some. But yeah, no, I'm excited to play golf with them. It'll be fun. Uh, I'm sure there'll be some kind of weird competitiveness with us when you get three brothers together. Who won last time? Um, me and my dad beat my brothers. I didn't play as well. I put a lot of pressure on myself. Mm. I don't think I feel like that anymore. Um, Guess but, we'll find out. Yeah. I don't know. When you have brothers, the older one's so successful in so many things that you end up comparing yourselves a little bit. I mean, um, so like golf and like sports is something that I always was good at that came naturally to me. So it was like something I, I held like where I was like, oh, I could... I'm the I'm the man in this. And then real life hits. <laughs> and then I'm not that great at real life. I'm okay. I've gotten better. You're like, let's go figure this out on the golf course. Yeah, can we go play basketball or just pretend like games still matter? I think you do when you play golf with somebody who, you know, you could potentially be involved with for work. You're always like so excited to do it because you know you're good and that it will it's a gentleman's game in that a guy will be impressed if you're if oh. you're just good at a sport. If you could hit a drive like 280 yards to 300 yards in front of another guy, they'll let you have sex with their wife. <laughs> like that's how if you could throw a football, if you could throw a spiral, I remember there was a, a friend of ours who like I you know, he didn't re- I don't think he like liked me that much, mm-hmm. you know, or like respected me that much. Mm-hmm. And then I played football with them, like flag football or two-hand touch, and I threw like 45 touchdowns, like literally, like just smoked it. And he was like... Were you on his winning team or were you opposite? I actually played all-time quarterback for both teams because <laughs> I hurt my hamstring on Wait, the first did you play. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I literally like tore my hamstring and then I came in as all-time quarterback. I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, it is. It is, especially when you only have six guys and... uh but um, I played in like their family game. And then after that, he like was like, I don't even, I'm sorry. Like I, I misjudged you completely. It, it really is like that. It's crazy. <laughs> so funny. I'm trying to think what the. Equivalent for women. For women. Yeah. Fe- like feminine women with the equivalent. I, I guess not on that scale, but when a girl has a, a great outfit on, you're like, wow, <laughs> she looks great and she's got it together. Yeah, I or guess when their home is like very aesthetically pleasing. <sighs> yeah, no guy like one. looks at me. He's like, "Look at that ass and jeans." Yeah. Like they don't. But if that ass can throw. Yeah, we went over to a friend's house this weekend, and the first thing I said, well, we it was the first time we were seeing her place, but I was, I said, "Oh, I love your couch. Is this the whatever whatever couch?" And oh, that's the rug from West Elm. I love that rug. And like, it's just so funny how women <laughs> notice that, and you're walking around with your sneakers on, and I'm like. Well, we did a day party. Yeah, a darty. Uh, is that what it's called? Darty. I didn't know what it's called, a darty. <laughs> Fucking darty. Fucking darty hardy, man. <laughs> Fucking darty. So we dartied. Uh, we went out with um, Ashley from Girls Gotta Eat, mm-hmm. who moved out here at the same time we did. And it's actually why we've actually met, which you heard me on Girls Gotta Eat yeah. and then DM me. Which, so thank you, Ashley and Raina, for that, um, for making me look cooler than I am. 
uh, yeah, that's why Brenna DM me. She found out I was moving to St. Louis and uh, she couldn't resist. I couldn't. I followed you out of curiosity. I was like, what is this guy doing coming here? It made no sense. It still doesn't. Yeah. I don't even know what I was doing. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Third date. Second date. It's third. Romantic. <laughs> Darty. So we go to his darty. It's funny going to a dar- uh, party when you're or day drinking. It's funny. Why is it funny? I don't know. There's something to it where, like, when I used to day drink, it was on. Yeah, it was started at brunch. You went through the whole day. You blacked out maybe at brunch, came back alive, and then blacked out again when you went out that night. Yeah, and you would like maybe get a power nap of 20 yeah. minutes or you just took a shower, yeah. drinking a beer in the shower to get in between the mixed drinks. One time I came out of a brunch blackout. I was wearing a white bodysuit. This is I came out of my blackout laying in bed with a white bodysuit on eating lentil soup. <laughs> what was, a weird. And it was spilled all down my white bodysuit. <laughs> oh that's what I came to at doing and then kind of like just ate my soup and then took a shower and went out isn't that wild yeah i mean lentil soup too is like <laughs> it might as well be throw up or shit like you don't know what it is and on a white body just suit funneling it into my mouth and in the in the dark just. and now we go from that to you know there's like a uh you know some a smorgasbord or whatever you got some different food we got yeah. you know uh, uh, uh some wine charcuterie uh, yeah charcuterie Charcuterie. You're a cutie. There's chips and salsa. There's a rosé, a little white wine, maybe tequila if we're getting wild, but no one went to the tequila. And we just day drink and we tell some story. It was really fun. It was uh, in Santa Monica. Nice place. Uh, Played some cornhole. We did. We were down 20 to 4. We came back and won, which was fucking wild. Such a good comeback story. Well, I also, they were up 20 and we were at 4 because I didn't know the rules. I thought it was you had to get the beanbag in the hole. It was basically all or nothing. Yes. I didn't know that you get points for even just getting it on the actual board. So I found (laughs) that out once they hit 20 and I said, say no more. (laughs) I've got it. I've got this. I love that. Like your version of it is once you found that out, you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you only got us four points, Andrew, in the time they got 20. So that means. You did not get 17 points. You're insane. I'm not saying I did. Also, there were points in the game that you were like, don't get it on the board, which I compl- I still don't understand. Because you got to get it right on 21. You can't oh, go over okay. it. And the guy was like getting cocky a little bit. He's yeah. a little like, you know, I like the, like the dude. Um, but like he's a little cocky. You know, he's a, you know, a real estate guy. Yeah, he was talking shit. And uh, yeah, I just like locked in and I was like, you know what? That's why you said I have to beat him at this yeah, game. Yeah, I go, you might be beating <laughs> me in life. You might have more money. Your place is twice as nice, but I get the fucking cornhole, bitch. <laughs> Meanwhile, you were getting mad at me. I was cheering for the other team when they scored. I was like, good job. Yeah, don't ever do that. <laughs> don't ever do that again to me. That's the difference between you and I. Um, yeah, it was fun. I mean, we uh, we got to Ashley's and we, we had the part, whatever, the parking situation, whatever. Um I did tell a story about meeting Heath Ledger at the party. That was a good, everybody loved that. It was a yeah. crowd pleaser. It is funny. Like when you do stand up, you're so used to like, I, I, I forget like 
like killing at a party and how it would make me feel good. Like everyone was giggling. One of the girls even looks at, I think, you know, one of the other, somebody else in the party yeah. goes, and goes, he's good. Like everyone's waiting for you to crack <laughs> that. And I go, yeah, it's what he does. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think about it anymore. I used to go to parties and I would tell these stories, these tales, you know, and I would really get into them because I'd want someone to like me, you know, so bad. Yeah. And that's how I would, feel i guess whatever and then after you do stand-up you forget a lot of times you end up being quiet at parties because you've spent so much time trying to entertain people yeah but, but it comes naturally to you yeah and it was fun like i i've been i've been doing as much stand-up lately and i'm starting to enjoy um people with normal jobs more than comedians at this point a lot where it's just like kind of like a more healthy kind of relationship and conversation. So, yeah, so it was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I met Heath Ledger in Amsterdam and then I met him in the Greek Islands two weeks later. And one time I was on mushrooms and I told him he's great in 10 things I hate about you. <laughs> and then. Which isn't you. He somebody, was our, somebody said, I think that's why he killed himself. I, I, I had that as a joke at oh, one point. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, two weeks later, I saw him in the Greek islands. I told him he's following me around Europe. He was talking to eight <laughs> hot girls, and I went up to him hammered. You're following me around Europe. Did you think for sure he was going to recognize you? He looked at me and goes, you're following me around Europe. Like, serious? <laughs> And then I was like, what a fucking dick. And I like walked away. I just like backed up into darkness. And I've told people that story my whole life about how much of Heath Ledger is a dick. And it just occurred to me that I was insane. I expected this celebrity to recognize me two weeks later in the, in the dark, you know, while he's in the middle of a conversation going up to his table going, you're following me around Europe. And then mad at his response. This whole time, I thought he was the asshole. And uh, I don't know. I, I still, think, <laughs> I, I, I definitely was like overly, like confident in that he would remember me. I was hammered. How old were you? Like twenty. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you were probably just overly confident at twenty. I've seen the pictures. Yeah, I, I yeah, but every, a lot of people are. I guess I was. I just was overly drunk. Which led to fake confidence and just loudness. Yeah. And just absurdness. Um, but yeah, so the party, so I, we told that story. We were trying to get a Ouija board to talk to Heath Ledger <laughs> from the dead to see if I freaked Oh, it was the asshole. <laughs> and it was just a fun, like, it went from like 2 p.m. to what, like 9? I think 9. I think, no, we went over there at about 4 430. Oh yeah. Yeah. So 430 to 9. Perfect. Yeah. That's all you need. Finished it off with a couple slices of pizza and went home. Ugh. I did wake up with hot flashes from all the wine I drank though. It's the worst. Like the hot sweats from drinking. Mm-hmm. God. Cause day drunk is great because you're not you're less hungover, but sometimes you wake up like so then you go to bed really early. And then you do wake up in the middle of the night and you're just dying of thirst. It feels like you like licked a litter box and then it, the, you're, it also your mouth tastes like you ate out of a litter box. And yeah, there's something horrible, you get the horrible about waking up with spins and hungover and it's still dark. 
because yes. it's only fucking 2 a.m. Yes. You're so better off staying up as late as possible. So when you wake up, at least you see that daylight, which makes you feel okay that you made it to the next day. <laughs> uh, I've had so many panic attacks at 2 a.m. the next night. Actually, the following night. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Because you're going to, that night is never going to end because you can't go back to sleep. No. And hangover sadness lasts me literally four days. Like I'll yeah. be depressed. I, I just can't drink very often anymore i just get so sad <laughs> sorry no it's fine i think I, th- I still feel a little sad yeah it's fine I, we, I think it's a real feeling yeah because then sunday night we went out a little bit we didn't get fucked up we went bowling that was pretty funny we went bowling we met up with my buddy gianni from the show ghost on stars what's a ghost about it's like a, a kind of a gangster show like a reality show no no like a real like Oh, an actual gangster store? Or just no, no, like a show? fictional show. Yeah. Is it what kind of gangster show? Like uh, dr- drug dealers. Do you even know what the show's about? Yes, I do. It sounds like you don't know what a show is. <laughs> you go. Is it a reality There's a show? Lot of different is gangsters. it a real gangster store? There's. A- <laughs> That's what you just said to me. And then. Yeah. There's a lot of different types of gangster shows. No, they're in college. And they're dealing drugs. Okay, that's college kids dealing drugs. Yeah. But they're tied to gangsters that are outside that are getting into drugs to deal it. What is your friend Gianni in? He is a rich white guy in the show who befriends the the black kid from the city who got into the school because he's very smart, but he's also dealing drugs. And so then he brought Gianni in because he had connections. So he's guilty by association. No, he's guilty... By doing, by as doing well. it, getting yeah. him the connections. So, anyways, we meet this guy at the sh- from the show, and um, it was fun. Like he, there was like eight guys, like or f- six guys, six girls. Yeah, um, I'm not even sure they all knew each other. No one knew each other. No well, he knew did. some of the guys. He knew think, three of the guys. I think Gianni knew everybody, but nobody else knew. Yes, each other. It felt like almost. yeah, like six degrees of Gianni. Yeah. So we end up. Can you? I just like don't. I don't know. What do you feel about? You just invite everyone. You're like, I'm going bowling. Let's just invite anybody who wants to come. It's a very, <laughs> it's a guy that's single who's yeah, like on top of the true. world right now because he's on a hit TV show. Yeah. I guess so he's just true. like, hey, let's go entourage style. I got my manager here. I got my brother. I'm going to invite some girls to bowl, look hot while I fucking throw them down the lanes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's just like the life he's, he's 26. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) What do you say? Huh? Well, we, I met him for the first time. Yeah. And what did he say? He goes, he says something about like, you don't let her loose in LA. This girl, Drake (laughs) Drake sees this girl and it's over for you. And we were kind of giggling and he goes, but wait, how old are you? And I go, I'm 27. And he goes, oh, never mind, never mind. And he, he walked away. Andrew and I started following behind him to go to the lane. And Andrew heard me say under my breath, I wasn't, I, I just go, yeah, I'm 27. It's, yep, he's right. <laughs> it was so sad. I was so sad. Your inner monologue was, became so outer. Yeah. And you, you go, I am 27. Yeah. I'm 27. Just that moment when I realize I'm too old for Drake. I'm too, I'm I'm outside of the not that I want to be the Drake zone. I'm outside of the Drake zone. I'm also kind of outside of the sex trafficking zone. Nobody, you want me? Oh, I traffic you still. You're still trafficable in my eyes. Thank you. Um, 
Yeah, you were eating like hot Takis the other day. Drake would have sex with you eating hot Cheetos. You look like you're yeah. 10 years old. I was eating hot Cheetos. I had a Gatorade in my other arm and I was pushing mango in the stroller. And Andrew said, you look like you're 13 years old. <laughs> yeah, like babysitting. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Drake. I, yeah, I look, if Drake wants to have sex with you, whatever. You know, do your thing. If that's that's nah. what you want. Drake yeah. has sex with too many people for me. I'm sure he gets down. Yeah. Um, so we're at this party and uh, we're all bowling and it's fun. It's competitive. It's nice. We're all having fun. And uh, Gianni has this friend uh, that's a girl there. And we get talking about 50 Cent because that's who the producer of this show is from 50 Cent. Or whatever, 50 Cent produces it. <clears throat> and um, I'm just saying something about 50 Cent. And then Gianni out of nowhere just goes, what do you think about Master P? And I go, he's cool as shit, but he's fucked up to his kids. He's fucked He's fucked his kids over. And then Gianni looks at me and he goes, this is his daughter. <laughs> and I go, I'm sorry. And she goes, nah, he, 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 he does. He does fuck us over. You're right. And I was like, that's a girl who's dealt with her shit. Yes. She was awesome. <laughs> she was so, she's one of the coolest girls I've met in LA so far. She was yeah. so nice. You wouldn't, uh, like, if she was raised in any kind of celebrity, you wouldn't know it. Uh, she was so down to earth and she was so cool with me. And then I started going, uh, no, 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 make him say, uh, and that's like her dad's biggest song and uh, i think she was impressed so impressed but it's probably so annoying people have probably done that to her whole life but um oh, she takes a while yeah yeah she did she, <laughs> she did. was acting like it's the first time it's happened to her well i think maybe the fifth time i think she probably hangs out with a lot of people that you know master p had a big moment when like early 2000s like 2000 it's way before most people time that she hangs out with. So they probably don't even know. And not, not true. And he had a great cribs where he was on like this lake, like lake life. And it was just like a little retention pond. <laughs> I, I still remember it. She was so like cool with it. I, I got scared for a second. I was like, fuck dude, that's fucked up. But you know, she was like, man, he, he seemed to, yeah. Cause him and his son has gone, they've gone at it on Instagram. Really? Yeah. How many kids does he have? I a ton or I think a, a few, a decent amount. Yeah, like uh, Nick Cannon. Not that many. Okay. I mean, Nick Cannon's on what twelve? Fourteen. Jesus. I mean, I guess he has enough money where they'll all be. F- but is he paying for all? Does he have enough money? Fourteen kids? Yeah. I mean, people have three kids and have thirty thousand dollars a year. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's true. I'm gonna look up how many kids he has. Um. How many kids is Nick Cannon? I think it's 14. 12, 12. 12. Jesus. Since 2011. He, like, they're all, he's got 10 under 10. Or 12 under, 12 under 10, right? No, 12 under 12. Jeez. He has 12 under 12 From, like, four different women or something. I mean. At that point. That's, what's that? That's three three kids a woman? You've got to be fucking the same, the women at the same time. Yeah, for sure. I guess, Um, actually. If you think about it, 
I mean, there's some like like czars back in the day and shit. Like twelve under twelve is a nine month pregnancy. He can go to one girl, fuck her, get her pregnant, has that kid, and then goes to another girl, and he could just rotate. Yeah. Or maybe he did a chunk of three, chunk of three, chunk of three, chunk of three. I don't know. I'm just thinking about how technically he could just have welcomed one child a year for the last twelve years. Yes. Because it's from been 12 years. from different women. Yeah. Yes. He 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 definitely. Uh, there's probably some kind of like God complex there where he's like, I just want to see as many of me as possible. There's been. That's not, that's more like a biological thing too. Like, what do you mean? Like men are biologically would want to spread their seed to as many mates as possible. Whereas women just because they, you know, raise the kid and have such a long, uh, what's it? Gestation period. Yeah. They want one mate because a woman can only have so many pregnancies and so they want one mate to keep her safe and basically like ensure that that's going to happen. But men just want to spread their seed. Yeah, but I don't think I, I think that is said a lot. I just think like maybe back. Look, I think our caveman brain in the back of there is going, yeah, go throw it around. But then we're also like, I hope no one gets pregnant. Yeah. I mean, you don't want 12 kids. No, I think guys want to spread their seed without having kids. Yeah. He wants to spread his seed and see him like. He doesn't give a fuck. He also, doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. No. A guy who has 12 kids, that's I not get a guy. Accident. I think guys today want to fuck every girl in the village, but they just don't want babies. Or but, they don't want to put in the work because it's a lot more work to fuck a girl now than it used to be. Well, then you're well, also, and not, you're also, not necessarily. <laughs> you're also caught on the hook for paying for them legally. Whereas a caveman, you could just be like, I'm going to be over here. He don't look like me. Yeah. And then no one's going to be like, no, he looks like you. You got to pay three grand a month. And you can't put your kid back to to work as early as you used to be able to back in the day. What do you mean? They used to have like eight-year-old paper boys. What does that mean? I mean that it's more, you have to, you're more on the hook for financials. Oh, like, oh, 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 yeah, like yeah, say, yeah. Hey, my nine-year-old. Yeah, you're a man now. Yeah. You're eight. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah, you got to be the dad for 18 years at least. It's too long. Um, I don't even know why the hell we started talking about that. <laughs> I just Is Nick doing a good job at raising them? I, I, I'm sure his housekeeper is doing great. <laughs> I'm sure he knows all the names. Maybe he's a great father. Maybe the limited amount of time he has with them is better than a lot of time. Honestly. Yeah. It's like being he around. steps in, <laughs> he takes inventory, he checks it out, he sees how they're doing. He fucking makes sure they're brushing their teeth, wiping their ass. He gives them $30,000, buys them a car, whatever, makes them read, and he's that, out I think to the next house. They're all under 12 right now. I think in another 12 years, we're going to start hearing from Nick Cannon's kids about what their childhood was like. Yeah. Because, yeah, I can't yeah. wait. I mean, you know, I think, I, I don't know, I think you can... Uh, is it quality time over quantity? I think if he, I, it's going to be tough to do 12. Yeah. Um, but he works, seems to work hard, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be, I'm sure like six of them are taken care of fantastically. There's going to be two or three <laughs> that were probably ugly. Maybe have like backwards feet or like whatever baby mama. Yeah. was like, like, yeah. The, yeah. Which he doesn't want in the, in the news. Doesn't want to be linked to those kids are going to be fucking pissed. And someone's going to go up to their friend at a bowling alley. And they're going to be like, what do you think of Nick Cannon? And be like, he's cool, but he <laughs> treats his kids like shit. And that kid's going to be like, you're right. He does. 
That's great. It reminds me of the Shameless episode. Uh, One of the main characters has a baby from a young age, and she bumps into another young mom that she grew up with. And the young mom has, like, four kids. They're all different races, and they're very differently dressed, and just overall appearance is a very big range between the four kids. And her friend kind of was like, what's going on? Like, You know, and she said, well, I have four kids, all different baby daddies. And she said, I, um, they get their clothes from, wherever they get their clothes from depends on how much money their daddy gives me every month. So this this girl's daddy gives me $1,000 a month. She's wearing Louis Vuitton. <laughs> this baby, he gets his clothes from Goodwill, 25 cents a t-shirt. I mean, that is <laughs> such an absurd thing that she wouldn't spread it out. You know, I like that she's like, nope, this is how I'm going to allocate the money. This dad gave this. I'm not going to get gap for all of them. Either someone's getting fucking wearing old bacon scraps and the other one's wearing Louie. Like, it's absurd. It's so funny to me. Uh, Some people's brains work like that, but I mean, it's more intended to be humorous. Yeah, yeah. I understand that, but it just cracks me up. Yeah, I can, um, can't even imagine. Like, I'm exhausted just in life <laughs> and us dating with a cat Dude. 12 cats by five different women and i had to fucking spread my shit around <laughs> to fuck make it. oh my god one cat would be dead three <laughs> cats would be dead right away i would kill three of them because i couldn't take care of them well i we think about getting mango a brother sometimes but i'm just like i cannot we were just at the it. cat store today there was a cat it was the size <laughs> of a fucking llama <laughs> this thing was 60 pounds it doesn't even fit in the cage it like squeezes through the cage and brennan's like it likes you <laughs> <laughs> you're like it seems to like you because mango whatever we're gonna get in the cat again but i was petting mango today and mango she goes he doesn't like that he doesn't like how you pet him no i didn't say it that way i said if you read his tale because you didn't grow up with a cat i did so i i was really actually trying to help you because sometimes he just will get up and run away from you and Mm -hmm. this is the reason why if if a cat will tell you by their tail if where you're petting them um is bothering them that's their first thing and then they'll start to groan or they'll get up and run away but he was really smacking his tail down i said Hey, you know, you could tell by his tail that he doesn't like that. But just to pet him up here, and you got all all upset. Because you, because there, there is definitely a feeling if he is on my chest at all on the bed. Yeah, there's a jealousy and a rage <laughs> coming from you, and you're gonna go, no, it's not. No. You do if that cat, no, if that cat tomorrow decided he's gonna sleep on my head, on my <laughs> neck. And he was going to meow at me and we were going to have a bond where he looks in my eyes and we connect on a fucking deep fucking psychological level where I am him and he is me. You would lose your mind. But that is the connection you all have. And then I can't even pet him without apparently his tail being wrong. Okay. Well, that was a gradual bond. And I think (laughs) it has to do with something that I picked him out alone (laughs) at this shelter because you didn't want to come. I paid for it. I showed him the credit card statement. I genuinely do not care if Mango cuddles up to you. I I think I look at you because it's so, because it is so cute and it's so rare that I just, I'm like, what does he want? What does he want from him? You know? And so that's all it is. But if he was, all of a sudden flipped the switch on me. I have 
abandonment issues. I think I would be really yes. hurt. Yes. <laughs> and I feel that. But I don't want him to not love you. And and he does spend time with you. When I'm not here, he's mm-hmm. your best bud. Speaking of jealousy, I got a little jealous. We tend to not get jealous over each other's um, yeah, situations. Usually, um, you know, I feel like um, we're together so much that like if you went out on a girl's night and then didn't text me and then next thing you know you slept at your friend's house and you had lentil soup all over you i'd probably get jealous or whatever if i went on a boys weekend and i was like you know it's just like whatever i'll talk to you fucking monday chill the fuck out like we'd get jealous but we're with each other so much if we do get jealous that's just again that's abandonment issues <laughs> that's just like a, a, a strong dependence on each other oh i have matching traumas yeah but you went and got your hair cut. Sorry if I'm burping a little. I just ate 17 meatballs. <laughs> and <laughs> I could literally, I probably shouldn't have. I told him, don't go for seconds. You're going to be burping. And here we are. I'm sorry. If you heard that burp, I don't know how loud it was, but that is. It was fine. Just keep moving along. I had more meatballs than Nick Cannon has kids. <laughs> I had a meatball you for really every sp- kid. Yeah, you were spreading your seed around those balls. Yeah, I was. Uh, but um, balls were spreading. Hey, man, that's seed just how guys are trained. Hey, <laughs> biologic. <laughs> Dirty. So, so, um, shit. I don't even know. Oh, so yeah. So we're rarely apart to get jealous. Um. Brenna wanted a haircut. She hasn't got a haircut in a while. And she found this place. Every girl's haircut's like $7,000. So expensive. They cut for each hair is 10 bucks. I got 50% off and I got a hair trim. It's a 50% off, you know, welcome your to your first haircut here. Yes. Discount. I got a trim and a toner, a gloss put over my hair. Yes. Now, $200 before tip. So you get the hair. So you go get the haircut. I'm chilling. You come home and you tell the listener the story you told me and whether or not I want to know, write me if you would have been jealous hearing this. Okay. So I go to this haircut. It's, I go into the salon. It's a Sunday. So it's a little bit quieter out, but I wasn't expecting this. I go in. It's one man. And he comes running down the stairs. It's a two-story salon. It's huge. In, like, tight sweat, red sweatpants and a tight red T-shirt. Wait, he was wearing sweatpants? I didn't even set. know he was just wearing sweats. Yeah. That's all cocked imprint. Okay, keep going. <laughs> Matching sweats. And he comes down, introduces himself, whatever. And then I realize that he's the one who's giving me my haircut. No one else is in the salon this entire time. Uh, he sits me down and what's the lighting situation it's bright any okay. salon it's like not great to be honest he lowered him <laughs> he definitely dimmed him i'm gonna kill this guy. um and he was like okay so what are what are you thinking whatever and i'm like in the middle of talking and he just said love your hair beautiful hair you're a beautiful woman okay whatever he's That's flattering fine. me it's fine. fine whatever uh-huh he's getting down to my level so he's kneeling down i'm sitting in the salon chair and like actually really looking into my eyes as I'm talking to him. And he goes, so beautiful. Okay. After I start, I'm so we get to, he starts cutting my hair. Now, do you think he's, he's asking, a gay man at this point or he? 
right away you were picking up straight vibes. No, I was getting I was sweet. getting straight vibes. Sweet, sweet, even better. Yeah. So sweet. I was in the chair. He's giving me my haircut. A few of the things we we talked about. You know, he did ask why I moved here, or I guess I moved here, and did I move with a boyfriend? That was it's like a classic question. If you and I said, yeah, I did, and he goes, oh, you're a smart girl. Um, it's hard to date here, and he said I used to just fuck around, but now I want a wife. And he said, how old are you? And I said. He goes, well, you're still young and everything. You're too young. And I, and he goes, well, how old are you? And I said, I'm 27. Again, with the age. Yeah. People are really aging me here in this town. He's it's like, a Drake thing. wouldn't fuck you. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, oh, well, you're about like a marrying, like you're the age where you could start to have children. So kind of, you know, it was weird. Yeah. So then, hold on. I, mean, I wrote down what kind of what some things we went over. And he was... <laughs> uh, it was just very touchy, whatever, just talking to me, flirty, but it was innocent until was, yeah. until he kind of like, how did it go? Yeah, I forgot what exactly what the exchange was. All I know is when he was... No, no. So he goes and he says, okay, well, <clears throat> we're going to go and get you washed up in the bowl. So he's washing my hair and putting the gloss on and it's kind of silent. Oh, by the way, he he was like, let's set the mood. Do you what kind of music do you want? I said, I don't really care. So he's blasting Parisian music this whole time. He's a French man with an accent. He's uh, very cocky about what he does, that he's been doing it for 25 years. He is talented. And uh, so Parisian music's blaring this whole time. I at one point was at the tw- the uh, rinse bowl, just trying to get video proof of what the what that music was that I was witnessing and how awkward it was that I was alone. So he's giving me a massage, or yeah, giving me a head massage. It's a you know part of the hair service, I guess. And mm-hmm. he's telling me he's not really saying much, but he was just like very giving me the best head massage i've ever had let's be real and he brings his Mm -hmm. hands down and he's kind of on my shoulders and i was like oh i've never had a hairdresser do this to me before he goes down on the side like my side boobs and is massaging right here Mm -hmm. and it was a long massage and this is the music that's playing the entire time by the way like white lotus so he's rubbing your tits and one there, what was the exchange though there was one it was completely silent and was not his leg up in front of you oh yeah and he got in front of me and he had his leg up on like the side of me it was weird and then i get up and i i get up and after he like looks me in my eyes and he was like you are a beautiful person after doing that and then he's like you come next time next time i'll do your hair and i'll give you a full body massage i do massages upstairs (laughs) and then you know but you had one exchange the exchange ends and he goes and gives me a hug and he kisses me on the side of the cheek and he was like uh i didn't know and he was like saying oh he said do you have so you have a boyfriend does your is your is your mom single and i said no she's married and he said is your sister single i said no she's married and then he gives me that hug and a kiss and he he like kisses me on the side of the cheek and he goes why 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 i thought there was one other exchange i forget what it was i'm like so like i just remember it made me so pissed i forget it was something like i don't know anyhow so she tells me that, and then... Oh, 
he said before he cut my hair he said this is why we write stuff down are you ready to fall in love with my fingers <laughs> oh and at one point during the haircut no, he just no looks let at me. that sit <laughs> let that sit let that sit that was at the beginning now if your girl comes home and she looks giddy <laughs> and her breasts look massaged <laughs> by a hairdresser and she goes he said to me, are you ready to fall in love with my fingers? Are you not going to be raging a little bit? Because I think, now I could be wrong. If I came back and I go, babe, I had the best haircut on my wife. I went to this girl. She was exotic. She was <clears throat> like Armenian. She was playing Armenian music and she gave the best head head massage. And it was so long and she somehow got down by my thighs and was rubbing right next to my nuts. But it was like, and she's like, next time I'll do full body massage for you. And she said, are you ready to fall in love with my hand jobs or with my, with my palms? How would you feel? I'd be really upset. Yeah. I genuinely feel like if I went and got a full body massage from him, he would finger me. I really do. Like that's how sexual it was. You're not going back to him. No. And then at one I point mean, do whatever you want to do. Just wear three pairs of panties. Yeah. And one of You're one, 27. One point. Nobody actually wants to fuck me anymore. <laughs> at one point, he looks at me and he was also, like I said, he was this French man. So he's got this accent. And he tells me in between our, my service, he says, I have to go pee pee. And like runs away. That was the only thing I think that actually made me like feel okay when I heard yeah, that. I was like, what the fuck is happening? <sighs> I just feel like that was a guy who. It also, the fact that you were in there alone. Yeah, that was on I top think, of it. The door, he had the door locked because he didn't want just people walking. I in. mean, this is not, this is a story of like abuse. Mm -hmm. And it was a very sexual experience. I will say the vibe was. But don't you think I should be pissed when you say it was a very sexual experience? I mean, I just haven't had anybody hit on me that strongly <laughs> outside of like. <laughs> <laughs> like a like a party i know but it was like i just haven't been in that like situation in so long that maybe it felt amplified but i was just like Whoa. there's a strong chance that like strong. he was very like kind of abusive a little bit but he doesn't here's the thing i looked but, up his reviews he's got great <laughs> reviews everyone comes he's got great reviews he is does a lot of influencers hair and whatever like famous fame like okay. model hair so i'm thinking i think he does this with everybody and that most of the women honestly love it mm -hmm. but i was it was just a weird vibe for me overall i don't think i'll i don't know if i'll go back <laughs> not he's not giving me a full body massage i'll tell you that much <laughs> yeah i look am i really jealous i mean part of it if i just like like getting a little bit for just the show. I think it's funny, but I, I would, I care if you went back. No. Would I like you not to go like during after hours? Do I like the guy? No, I think he has no boundaries. Oh yeah. And then he, I saw him in air one the other day. Oh the, yeah. Like, oh, days after with Andrew. And then Brennan goes, Oh, there's the guy that I fell in love with his fingers. <laughs> and I look at the guy and you go, Oh, there he is. There's the guy. He came up and asked me if I loved my hair. Said yes, I didn't even see that part. He was so sneaky. Yeah. He's also not. He one. He didn't look. I thought he was like a little Parisian, maybe gay man, who like was like kind of so silly, like walked around with scissors <laughs> kind of vibe. But he kind of had a masculine vibe, more masculine than I was like. I wasn't. 
I was, I don't know. It just, yeah, it didn't sit. Like, I, he was better looking. And I thought he looked more normal than I thought. Like, in the sense of, like, oh, like, he could actually steal you. No. All right. So, let's go to some Oprah questions. Um, wow. Coming right out of the gate. Do you see yourself having kids? If so, how many? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> if if we decide not right now but probably one maybe two i know it's like a cat you just i don't know write to us if you have one kid is it is one fine i would love to have just one kid i think we're one kid kind of people but i've grown up with we both i'm kind of worried if we have kids and it sleeps on my no, chest we're not doing co-sleeping Those i know are- i just feel like Two kids, and we each could have our own designated kid. Yeah, but kids are always more attached to their mother. That's what a mother would say, who doesn't <laughs> want their kid to be attached to the father. I would love for them to be attached to you. You can take care of them. I'll go to Pilates with Bailey. Yeah, I would like to have a kid, I think, at this point. I, I just, I don't know. It's just financed. Finances. I think you... It's, it's just money. Yeah, I think It's we're money. Both- it's not even about career as much anymore. Before that was time and, like, going on the road and shit and like i'd be real worried that i wouldn't be able to commit to my art or whatever i don't give a fuck about that as much anymore i still care about it but it's just not as important as like what's exactly like around me yeah i feel like i've grown a lot in that sense and how many kids yeah one or two not definitely not more than two no way i think two is the perfect number older boy younger girl done um i think that would be ideal but, uh, Why older boy, younger girl? He could take care of her a little bit. That's sweet. Yeah. I think he could do that if he's younger than her, too. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's like a older brother thing. Dude, guys that have like older sisters, they probably get terrorized by her a little bit. But boy, do they learn more about women. So when you well, just have three brothers, you don't know shit about yeah. women. Guys who grow up with sisters are so much different than... Well, they're already ready for the whole menstrual cycle thing. Like, the idea that, like, if I lived with my sister and she had to deal with having, like, I I really didn't know about periods and how, like, upsetting it can make women and, like, see it firsthand. But if I if I lived with one, a woman. You would have known. Yeah. yeah. You never saw that from your mom? Not that I remember. It was never like that. It was more, you know, other things. But. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. Next question. Yeah. Question. So, okay. One or two. We can see it. I think maybe in two to three years. Two. Two. Turning, turning back, turning up, or. I just think it's been a year since we said three. <laughs> really? <laughs> Has it? Wow. Okay. Do you believe in soulmates? I. Soulmates, plural. I think people. You make people your soulmate. Yeah, but I don't think it's. I don't think you're destined for people. I think that you make people happen and you decide almost. But isn't the whole idea of soulmate is that you don't decide <laughs> that you're just brought together by an unknown force? I guess, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I don't then. Do you believe in soulmates? Well, I think there was a lot of things that led us to each other. Yeah. It's a weird... It is. There was like so many... There's literally a million different things that... Butterfly effect that led me to being in St. Louis. That That's if true. anything else changed... We would have never have uh, been together. But that's destiny. Yeah, soulmates. 
I don't know what the fuck. Maybe we have to Google what the fuck a soulmate is. Let's look it up real fast. And if you believe in soulmates, do you think you've met yours? I mean, that would be an insane question to ask a couple. And they're like, no. Oh, a soulmate is a person with whom one has a feeling of deeper natural affinity. This may involve similarly, similarity, love, romance, platonic relationships, comfort, and intimacy, sexual, sexuality, sexual activity, spirituality, com, com, compatibility, and trust. Hmm. Um, yeah, like I said, soulmates. Yeah. So if you believe Here. in soulmates, do you think you... Do you believe in God? The person destiny has chosen for us, our missing piece, a connection of minds... And an unconditional, effortless, never-ending love. Yeah, I guess so then. Do I believe in God? Uh, you could probably end I on this. This is a pretty in, serious I, I don't question. believe the, fi- like the fictional character of God. I believe in, you know, s- the supernatural and spirits. And <laughs> I don't believe in a God, though. Like one particular God. No, I don't have anybody in mind. Yeah. Do you I be- talk... Do you feel like you're connected with a higher power? Uh, I've felt that way. I think that, yeah, the, the, that kind of coincides with like soulmates, I guess. But um, yeah, I guess I don't believe in like, I don't just, I know I, I don't believe in God. I believe in. So what is out there? Like spirituality. I know what's out there. Uh, I, I haven't really figured that out. I don't really think. <laughs> <laughs> aliens probably a lot of souls stars <laughs> you're like N- neil degrasse tyson <laughs> My God. dust like people dust you know but you were raised in christianity like god was a yeah, big part of your life yeah he was there for a while i did that um i had do you to- have a defining moment when you go okay maybe this isn't what it is no i i think i always just felt like i was faking i never had this really strong belief of god i went along with the religion aspect of it and believe in like you know i went on mission trips i believe in helping people and being there it's a great way to be and a part of a community but i never felt like i was pulled from, Mm -hmm. from god yeah i never got that feeling what about you? Like aliens and souls and stuff, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, stuff. I, and stuff. Um, I believe my whole thing with with God and faith and all that is if I if I thought Earth was all there was, you know, if I didn't know about planets and all that shit and how big the world and how big the universe is and the more i learn how small we are and how little we know and then to even have the ego or the audacity to think that i fucking know or someone another human knows exactly where we came from or what it is and not only that we fight wars because we think we're right and they're other people are wrong I just can't get behind that. I don't understand how someone I would love I would love to just have faith and just be like, all right, I believe in a God. Take, you know, when I'm weak, I could rely on 
God to be there to, and like, I love the idea of that. And I wish I could just not overthink it and be like, well, this is, you know, if I, you know, I call on God, if I'm like, like when my parents were getting divorced or when I was really sad or when I'm thinking about death or if I'm feeling deathly, like I don't call on God when I'm having a great time. But, you know, I have. So you only call on God. You believe in God when. When, when shit's when in, the shit's in the fan. When you're at a, a hairdresser getting your tits grabbed, I go, God, get her out of there. <laughs> no. So I, I think I, I. So there is some kind of relationship there where I go, okay, there is something bigger. And I would like for it to take care of me because there's times I can't take care of myself. Yeah. And I want them to take care of my mom when I when because we can't take care of her. I want to take care of my dad. Or I want, hopefully, you know, the people that have died that have been important to me in my life have something. There's something else, whatever that is. Hopefully, it's so great and so amazing that we don't even know how to define it. But that seems to me like yeah, like you're spiritual and that almost like you're counting on the universe because a god is like. You're part of a religion and you have this idea or this like, you know, with Christianity, the the uh, the Ten Commandments, this I, these that's a religion and a God is rep- representing the morals of the religion. So like, I feel like unless you're part of a religion, what is your God can be anything. So the idea of God is just to me, my God was growing up this guy who I guess we never really saw God. I'm thinking of Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I started off so strong. I was just thinking about Jesus the whole time. <laughs> Jesus of Nazareth. Gladiator sandals and a great beard. Okay. <laughs> In the Ten Commandments, that was Judaism. but No, it's Christian. Well, there there could be commandments was, in other religions. Well, the Old Testament is bo- it was both. but Yeah. I don't know. I, I just think God, like, who is God? What is he a <laughs> okay, man? Just, yeah, babe, babe, babe. People are asking for God to have you not explain God anymore. I'm so brain dead today. I really tried for you. <laughs> man. Uh, God has to exist for whatever that was to happen <laughs> he said lord help i think you're just describing my message <laughs> you're like is god nick cannon like what is god he, is god a human i've have, never seen he does god have, hey god does have 12 12 uh followers just like nick cannon disciples yes there we go all right on that note thank you for listening <laughs> sorry for the last six minutes but i think it was somewhat entertaining um uh, yeah, thank you so much for uh, listening. I just said that. Um, we'll be back next week. I have some really fun guests coming up as well. And uh, yeah, we really appreciate you enjoying the show and sharing and liking and commenting and all that stuff. I will be in Chicago, 428 at the IO Theater. Then I will be at the Orlando Improv, May 10th. Tampa Improv, May 11th. Please come out. Anything else, Brenna? Everybody take care of themselves now. You hear?